Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. What is going on, everyone? It's been a hot minute. And when I mean a hot minute, I think I mean probably a year that I've done a master list on the podcast. And you know what? I do say that this is not a self-help podcast very true. But one thing that I really believe in is that self-help is something that takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy and it's very important. And we should definitely all try our best to help ourselves, not to be cheesy. But there is something to be said about the little quick fixes, the little wellness things that kind of help you get through the day. When you're having a fit in your room and you don't have time for like six months of therapy, the quick fix can do wonders. So I really wanted to record this episode for you guys this week and let you in on a couple of secrets that I've had because you know what? I see you guys. I see you guys buying the stuff on Amazon. But also, I just want to discuss a couple of things that, you know, have obviously bugged me because what would this podcast be without a therapeutic rant? That is what I like to do. It is my outlet. That is how I do self-help, by the way. As we are all very much aware now, I spent a lot of my time on TikTok, which is kind of sad because I do post videos I hate myself for. And, you know, I'm not really getting followers or anything. I just really enjoy it. But I also spend quite a bit of time watching other people's videos. And something was brought to my attention by Maddie, Maddie Mayo. She was on the podcast, I think, two weeks ago. And she mentioned on her stories something that I have also noticed, but I don't know, for some reason, just couldn't be bothered talking about. It is the phenomenon called that girl. So let me just explain for you guys in case you don't know what I'm talking about. That girl is the kind of girl that is, you know, beautiful, natural looking, has a good body. I mean, what's a good body nowadays? There's so many different types of good bodies, but she is just very aspirational. I know, right? I know. How ironic. She wakes up in the morning. She makes a beautiful iced latte. She works out with her yoga mat. She makes her bed that happens to not have a headboard, only has one pillow, is white, and she has a little calendar thing on her desk that she flips up to change the date. She does all her work from home. You know, she has an aesthetically pleasing, very aspirational daily routine. And I have so many thoughts about that girl. First of all, needless to say, it is kind of a toxic phenomenon that is now on TikTok because the fact is that unless you are someone who is not skincare obsessed, does not feel the need to go and buy a thousand products to test or, you know, doesn't have a shopping addiction, which I 100% do. It is just an impossible standard. My house, you know, as cutesy and clean as it is, always has shit lying around somewhere. I do try and keep it tidy. I have decorated it in a way that allows me for it to, you know, kind of be tidy most of the time. But it's just not an achievable standard. Not to mention that girl on TikTok is spending just as much time doing her perfect routine as she is posting, uploading her videos and making them look cute. So I don't actually know how productive that bitch is, but let me tell you something. Shamelessly, I have tried, but it's not something that I'm actually um, successfully achieving. 
So I do have a couple of tips in my master list that will maybe help you move towards that direction, but that is not going to, you know, set the bar too high because I'm all about setting the bar low. You want the bar to be set so low that you end up pleasantly surprised. That is what I've always said. Actually, I I think I was mentioned on Forbes for that saying, (laughs) which is kind of sad. As you know, I trash a lot of beauty items. I trash a lot of Amazon items that I purchase. And these are some of the products that I've purchased that shall not be trashed. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Let's start with work and productivity since we're on this girl, that girl. Sorry, it's that girl. But let's try and be this girl. I feel like this girl is a little bit more relatable. It's a little bit more achievable. It's trying your best to be organized, be easy breezy, but it's just a little bit more realistic. So for my productivity products, productivity products, how annoying. Something I've been using that is actually not a gimmick at all is the productivity planner. Now, I know what you're thinking. Do not fast forward this episode and you're going to want to listen to this because I hate notebooks. I hate to-do lists. They give me so much fucking anxiety. What happens to me? You know, if you're a freelancer like me or working from home like me, you probably wake up, you know, make your little coffee. It doesn't look as cute as the, the that girl coffee. You sit at your desk, you look at your to-do list and the anxiety hits you. And then what happens? You sit, watch The Bachelorette, end up doing fuck all until maybe 5 p.m. and you're like, oh shit, I got to get shit done. So the to-do list does not work for me. This planner, the productivity planner, has made me get everything done. I've been getting shit done left, right and center because it actually has a technique that keeps you accountable, that helps you get through every little step of every task without exhausting you and without making you feel like it's just overwhelming. So briefly, in a couple of you know words, so I'm not boring you about this stupid planner. It's not stupid, but you know what I mean? It, it tells you to limit yourself to five most important tasks of the day. Your first task of the day that you're going to write in the book is the one that you're dreading the most. And this is how they're helping you so much with productivity. They encourage you to embrace the Pomodoro technique, which I've been doing for years, but without the book. So you get yourself a time cube or a cooker timer, you know, something that's mechanical so that it, you know, it helps you keep track of time. Do not use your Apple watch or your phone. It's not going to work. You're supposed to complete that task in 25 minute bubbles. So you put your timer on for 25 minutes. And then once you've done these 25 minutes, you tick the bubble and you move on to the next 25 minutes. Now, while you are executing the task being timed, your phone is on silent. You're not looking at social media. You're not picking up calls. You ain't doing nothing but focusing on that task. So if a task is more than five 25 minute bubbles, you need to split it up in smaller tasks. And that is how you get through your most dreaded task. You need to break shit up. So for example, I needed to sell a bunch of my stuff on Depop because I am trying to declutter. And so, sorry, I'm getting so many text messages and I'm actually timing myself as I'm recording. So I'm not going to look at them. So I was supposed to sell a bunch of shit. Now, selling stuff on Depop takes fucking ages. So what I put on my planner instead of sell these items was take photos of these five items, right? And then the next task was 
you know, list the items on the app. And I limited myself to five items because that shit can take a really, really long time. It helps show you that not every single task is this mountain that you have to climb or this massive wave that you have to surf and be a professional athlete to serve. It just makes everything more achievable, keeps you accountable, makes sure that you know you have allocated times for social media, for socializing, and that you can actually plan your day around the tasks that need to be executed. It's been a success for me. I really hope it's a success for you. As a freelancer who works alone and works from home, but also I hate to say it as an old person, I've come to realize the importance of having a good workspace workstation within your home. Now, again, this does not mean that you need to be that girl, but it does mean that sometimes a few little items can really help you with your productivity, your comfort, the way you feel when you're sat at your desk. And this is where the Awavo laptop stand comes into. Basically, you know, I, as an old person, again, started to suffer from really bad back pains, shoulder pains, wrist pains from, you know, sitting in a really bad position when I'm working from home. You know, we don't always have the best desks at home. And I've seen a ton of laptop stands. I've actually tried, I think, five or six different ones when I was back in LA and also in London. And this is the only one that is worth buying. I'm going to explain it to you in a way that, you know, I hope is not too technical. I'm not going to, I'm going to try and not get into too many technicalities, but basically you can adjust the height, obviously of your computer, of the screen of your laptop, but you can also tilt the stand so that the keyboard is at the exact height and angle that is comfortable for your hands. They have a black, a gray one, a rose gold pinky one. They're super nice, aesthetically pleasing. They don't take a lot of space. A lot of the stands that you can actually, you know, tilt up and down to have that flexibility are so big and so bulky and so disgusting looking. This is just the best one I've seen. I literally use it every single day. It actually changes my whole mindset, my whole mood, my posture, energy levels when I get to my desk and start working. And I highly, highly recommend it. This is one of the products that you're going to look at on Amazon and think, man, do I really need it? But once you actually buy it, it makes such a difference. You're going to be shook. So, you know, I had a couple more home productivity items I wanted to list, but I'm like legit getting bored at the sound of my own voice because the productive gal is so annoying. I do want to help you, but there's a fine line between helping, you know, recommending, giving tips and being fucking annoying. So let's switch things up and get into like the fashion, the beauty, because I know that's what you're all here for. And I know that's where you're going to spend your money. You know, it's been a couple of years of people getting terrible lip injections. And I feel like the situation has been getting worse post lockdown. I think that people that were unable to top up their lips have literally gone batshit crazy. And I've been seeing more than ever people getting distasteful cosmetic procedures and that needs to stop. Not saying that I'm not for cosmetic procedures. I'm very much pro doing what needs to be done to make you feel good. But sometimes the shit that makes you feel good doesn't actually make you look good. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, I have a little tip for you. It's been going viral online. It's the Derol Lip Plumper. 
It's, you know, very inexpensive. You can get it for as cheap as £3.98 on Amazon Prime. And uh, there are a lot of lip plumpers out there. I'm not going to lie. This one actually is so effective. I can't explain to you. Some people have been asking me if I have got my lips done when I was wearing this product. So what I like to do if I'm wearing a lip color is I wear the lip color and then I wear this on top. It does, you know, the little stinging thing that kind of makes your lip you know, uh, what's the word called? I can't remember. I'm a little tipsy. I had a glass of wine watching the Hills because God knows I needed it watching this show. Um, about the Hills, by the way, just a little tangent. I fucking hated the season two of the Hills new beginnings until we finally got a TV personality, AKA Spidey, Spencer and Heidi be honest about their finances. You know, I'm also watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where we get kind of half the story with Erica. We don't know what she's hiding. She's always kind of hiding stuff. You kind of have to read between the lines. Spencer and Heidi are being honest about their finances and learning how to save $5,000. I like watching that. I like watching Messy. I do like watching Glitz and Glam, but I want to know about your financial struggles because I can relate. I have a little anecdote that is really going to entertain some of you, especially coming from the girl who claims she doesn't do sales. Well, guess what? I was on the Zara website a couple of weeks ago and my card got declined. Not sure what's happened there. Let's be a bit of an Erica Jane and just keep things mysterious. And so, you know, I found this gorgeous pair of shorts that I thought would be amazing. Couldn't buy them. So then I go onto Amazon because when all else fails, just hit Amazon. And I was looking for summer shorts that I could wear with anything that were flattering because I don't know how these bitches do it in the summer, but I am not short ready every fucking day. My legs are not shaved all the time. They're not exfoliated all the time. I have water retention half of the month, especially when it's really hot outside. How the fuck do you guys do it? Maybe it's just the Jew in me. I don't know. I always happen to be bloated. Found these amazing beige shorts. They're called the Smeng, S-M-E-N-G, color drawstring shorts with pockets. They kind of look like a little bit of a skirt, but not really. And let me tell you something about these shorts before you judge and think that I'm just talking about some random fashion item. They look amazing on everyone. A couple of my friends have tried them all different body types, super flattering, super flattering for the legs, super flattering if you're not really feeling your best self and you feel a little bit bloated. But the best part about them is that they look amazing with a basic tank top, a little long sleeve jumper, a normal t-shirt, a dressier top with heels. They look really good with trainers. They are fucking amazing. And I have not found such a versatile pair of shorts on any website, whether it's Zara, Revol, fucking Chanel and Dior. It was such a blessing. My card got declined that day. And, you know, I shamefully have to admit that to let you know that it was a blessing in disguise. And I'm very grateful for that moment. Now, I saved the best for last, obviously. Let's talk about beauty because I have four beauty items that you must invest in this summer. And when I say invest, these are not super expensive because, you know, I don't love a sale, but I do love a bargain. Although, yes, some of you may say sales are bargains. No, it is not a bargain for me to spend three hours looking for something that I may kind of like possibly down the line, but we'll wear, we'll wear twice. 
I haven't, I think the last time I got a facial was honestly like seven weeks ago, which is like a world record for me. And the reason for that is, you know, I really feel like I found skincare products that just do the job. Number one, you need to get the Versed, the shortcut overnight facial peel. Now, the good thing about Versed skincare is that whatever they have in their ingredients, whether it's retinol, you know, a peel, whatever the fuck it is, it is never something that is going to irritate, upset the skin. Trust me when I say, I thought I had very normal skin and I realized that I actually do have very sensitive skin. I tried this Paula's Choice Retinol Serum. My skin was completely burnt the next day. I couldn't put anything on my skin. Even CeraVe wasn't doing the trick. Everything just hurt for like two weeks. And so this peel is amazing. You can use it two to three nights a week. You basically wash your face, put on a thin layer of this, you know, little treatment. It's packaged really cute as well. You wake up the next day, you wash it off. Make sure you wear your SPF. That is very important. And my pores are so much smaller. My skin is so much smoother. My blackheads are just no longer there. I know I threw some shade at the Paula's Choice Retinol Treatment, but popping the pimples, which I'm obsessed with a pimple popping video, don't get me wrong, but they're actually quite bad for you and they're actually quite bad for your skin, especially if they're not done professionally. There is one thing that actually really helps with all these clogged pores, especially around the nose area, and that is the Paula's Choice Skin Perfecting 2% BHA Liquid Exfoliant. It has salicylic acid, which I've read a ton about and it actually is the solution to these clogged pores, to these blackheads, to these enlarged pores. And honestly, that with the verse treatment, I mean, I try to alternate between both because I am trying to be very, very cautious, cautious with my skin, but it is just the perfect combo to get the skin that you want this summer. Obviously, when using these products, you must protect your skin from the sun. And I have trashed a lot of Charlotte Tilbury products on my Instagram stories because their mascaras suck. And I will say this until I'm blue in the face because their mascaras must all be destroyed. But I have been really enjoying the Invisible UV Flawless Poreless Primer SPF 50 PA++++. Let's be technical here. And it doesn't leave a white cast. It makes your skin looks healthy, glowing, beautiful, awake. And I know that Charlotte Tilbury isn't known as a skincare brand, but I've been using this instead of a base, instead of a CC cream, because it is just so good at smoothing the skin on its own. I don't need concealer when I'm wearing this. I don't need foundation when I'm wearing this. Note to self, I fucking hate foundation. That said, my fourth product is a foundation. But you know that I love a plot twist. So if I hate something the next week, I'm 100% going to find something, you know, that I love which was meant to be something that I hate. I came across on these stupid ads on Instagram that usually really bug the fuck out of me. And it is called Il Maquillage Woke Up Like This Foundation. There are so many special things about this company. First of all, when you go on their website, you have to take a quiz. Now, I fucking hate quizzes and I don't have the time for these quizzes. But when I saw the way people applied this foundation and how undetectable it was on the skin, I was like, I need to look into this. So I tried to trick the brand. I went on the website, I took the quiz and I was very 
not precise about it. They were asking me questions. Sometimes I was torn between one answer and the other. And I was just like, whatever, I'll just put that in there. I'll just say I'm this type of skin color. I'll just, you know, click on that image or whatever. But they keep asking and asking and asking questions, which basically leaves very little room for error. So, you know, I get the foundation. I'm like, I'm obviously going to hate this. It's a foundation. I applied on my skin. Number one, the match is impeccable. I literally was the rebellious teenager that is not listening in class while doing this quiz. And the match was impeccable. That quiz is fucking foolproof. I was shook. Okay. Number two, you cannot tell that you are wearing foundation. And trust me, I'm the girl who goes out with redness, with spots and doesn't cover them because I believe that redness and pimples are just not worth the cakey look. I would rather go out with an uneven skin tone than look like I'm wearing foundation. So I'm a picky one. I'm a picky one when it comes to that shit. You cannot see this foundation. You must get it. You need it. Whatever whatever it is for. Obviously, I don't wear it in the day. I don't want to wear foundation in daylight. But when I go out, I wear that foundation and it makes me look impeccable. You will lose five years. Your complexion will lose five years. And I'm going to leave you at that because I think that that was a long enough summer master list. I know that I probably skipped so many categories, but these were just my highlights for the summer. And sharing is caring. And because sometimes I care, I thought it would be nice to let you in on the secrets and just have you live your best life too. I fucking hate living my best life. But if we do it together, I'm okay with that. <laughs> 